I'm Kim Brown, president of JNBA Financial Advisors in Minneapolis, Minnesota. We're recording this discussion on March 8, 2022. Joining me for this morning's conversation is John Foster, Senior Advisor and Investment Strategist and a Senior Member of JNBA's Investment Committee. Good morning, John. Good morning, Kim. Thanks for having me. John, we are experiencing quite a bit of market volatility, obviously, especially since Russia's invasion of Ukraine, the humanitarian crisis on top of rising inflation, and of course, anticipated interest rate increases have given us all a lot to think about in the last few weeks. And I'm curious if you can share what our investment committee's view of recent events and the impact on the financial markets is today. Yeah, yeah, Kim, I think, you know, First off, the humanitarian crisis and what we're seeing is, you know, certainly tugs at emotional uh, heartstrings, and we definitely feel for all the refugees and families that have been displaced. From a market aspect, though, what we've seen so far this year is really, you know, what we classify as normal volatility. On average, the market corrects 10%, about 1.3 times per year. So, you know, typically you get more than one of these. Uh, 10% type corrections in a year. It's just been a while since we've seen this type of volatility. And when you do see it, it always makes investors a little bit unnerved. As it relates in particular to uh, geopolitical volatility, often geopolitical volatility is short-lived in nature. We had sent around a, a piece uh, from the investment committee at the end of February when the invasion began. And it highlighted 28 geopolitical crises. 23 times the market was actually higher 12 months later. And the drawdowns are typically short-lived. So the average drawdown took 15 days to occur and then 16 days to recover. Right now, we're in the 10th trading day uh, since the invasion began. So from a historical perspective, we'd expect the Ukrainian invasion and the the market-related impact, at least, to be relatively short-lived. And then for the market to focus on economic fundamentals like earnings and interest rates. The two biggest concerns our investment committee had heading into the year were interest rates and valuations. The stock market had become a bit frothy uh, after rallying in 2020 and 2021 leaving valuations, especially for NASDAQ-related issues, quite high. Uh, Technology and and some of the more speculative areas of the market had really run up, and we thought valuations a bit unsustainable. We've seen the NASDAQ correct by over 20%, so certainly valuations have gotten better, and that's a little bit less of a concern today uh, as the market's a little bit cheaper than it was at the beginning of the year. Interest rates, we've now seen the market price in or expect six interest rate increases from the central bank this year. And we certainly think that it's probably most likely to be six or fewer. And so the market has successfully priced in uh, an outlook for much higher interest rates. And this is really what caused a lot of the volatility in January prior to the, the Ukrainian invasion was a combination of high valuations and then the likelihood for higher interest rates. These two things had us cautious heading into the year, favoring lower-valued securities, as well as willing to hold more cash and shift a little bit out of equities towards bonds. John, obviously on the top of everyone's mind is inflation. 
Can you talk with us a little bit about that? Inflation is probably the concern that we have that's likely to persist and impact the market going beyond just the, the short term here. Initially, the Federal Reserve thought that inflation pressures were transitory, and now we're well into a year of inflation running higher than anticipated or higher than the central bank would want them to be. Add in the supply shocks now from the Russian invasion as Russia is the world's third largest oil producer, and you have rising energy prices that could impact consumer confidence as well as corporate profitability. So if we look at kind of the four main things driving the market, the invasion of the Ukraine, a geopolitical crisis is often short-lived. Interest rates, we feel that the market has successfully priced these in. Valuations have gotten better as prices have come down. And it's really inflation now that's probably our primary concern moving forward. Yeah, certainly a multitude of things going on and keeping our eyes on real-time events um, but knowing that we really do invest for the long term, what can we or what might we expect to see in the markets the second half of the year, John? Yeah, Kim, looking ahead to the second half of the year, we really think that there's going to be less for investors to have to deal with. You know, as we talked about the combination of the Ukraine interest rates, high valuations and inflation are putting stocks under pressure to begin 2022. Often, though, in a midterm election year, the second half of the year is much better than the first half, and the rally typically begins earlier than normal. In a typical year, stocks begin to rally at the start of the fourth quarter, but on average, in a midterm election year, stocks begin to rally in August. And so we'd expect, after dealing with a lot of volatility and uncertainty to begin the year, that there's a good chance stocks will end the year uh, rally in the second half of 2022. Thank you very much, John, for the conversation this morning and for the insights from our investment committee. And thank you to all of you for listening today. We do hope you'll visit JNBA.com and tune into our other podcasts and videos where we cover both investment and financial life planning topics. As always, thank you for your continued trust in JNBA, not just as your financial advisor, but also as your advocate. Please reach out if you need anything at all. You can find our contact information at jnba.com. Important disclosure information. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Therefore, it should not be assumed that future performance of any specific investment or investment strategy, including the investments and or investment strategies recommended and or undertaken by JMBA financial advisors or any non-investment related services, will be profitable, equal any historical performance levels, be suitable for your portfolio or individual situation, or prove successful. A copy of our current written disclosure brochure discussing our advisory services and fees is available upon request. The scope of the services to be provided depends upon the needs of the client and the terms of the engagement. Please see important disclosure information at www.jmba.com disclosure.